Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. And welcome to another episode of Five Questions with Dr. K. I'm your host, Erica Kelly. I'm so glad you tuned in. I have a famous actor, a life coach and fitness trainer, and an all-around good guy, hometown boy, none other than Thaddeus Pugh. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, you know, I told you, I just feel like that this particular topic, which we're going to talk about, Fitness, health, and lifestyle is just something that so many of us can relate to or learn something from with regards to what you have to say. So I'm really excited about it. All right. So for those of us or the people that may be listening that may not know much about you, tell us about yourself, your background, and your family. Okay, great. So uh, I'm from a small town in Louisiana called Monroe, Louisiana. It's very (laughs) small. Normally, when I, I've been all over the world, and when I tell people I'm from Monroe, they're like, where, where is that? And they always associate New Orleans. Like, New Orleans is the only city right. in Louisiana. So, right. I would say we were four and a half hours from New Orleans, yeah. north yeah. of New Orleans. Um, and, and I basically grew up there. Um, I went to a small school uh, called Little Flower Academy. Um, it's a, a Catholic school. Um, at the time, it was basically predominantly black, and uh, it was in a small area, and uh, it was just great school. Learned what I had to learn, and then I moved on to a high school called St. Frederick's High School. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was predominantly white. White, yeah. Yeah, and um, my mother is a retired educator, uh, school teacher in the, the, I guess you would call the sister or the brother city of Monroe, Louisiana, which is called West Monroe. Yeah. She taught at a school called Rise Elementary. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, and Rise Elementary was a predominantly white school, and she was a black teacher. But during that time, she felt like she wanted to put me in a school where I could learn diversity. Yeah. So I can learn how to deal with what I guess what life had to offer. Right. You know, and, and I guess as parents, we have to be, uh, uh, I guess, have a view or a uh, insight of what we needed for our kids. So mm-hmm. from St. Frederick's High School, I went to Northeast Louisiana University, mm-hmm. which is now named uh, University of Louisiana of Monroe, yeah. ULM. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the world or your listeners uh, will be familiar of that. So. My family, uh, my dad's uh, side of the family is originally from Landover, Maryland, a Washington, D.C. area. Okay. My dad was military. My mother is a Southern from a smaller town than Monroe. <laughs> really? Called, Something smaller than Monroe? Really? Called Alto, Mississippi. Oh, wow. This is a, a place where you drive like five minutes into the city and the next five minutes you're out of the city. <laughs> yeah. and, and they, they met uh, when they were younger. My dad was visiting the South with a friend. So that's kind of my, my family. I'm the baby of six, my mother's only child, so I come from a blended family. Okay. So I grew up in a house of a lot of chaos, but I was protected by my mom, mm-hmm. being that I was her only child. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, my family is a good family. They, they are totally different from me, as you read off some of the things <laughs> <laughs> that, that I'm into. My family is still in uh, Landover in Maryland in the D.C. area, and my mother is here in Monroe, Louisiana. So I come from a pretty grounded family. My mother and father stuck together as long as they could, taught me what they could, and uh, my mom is, as we go into this conversation, she's very 
a strong-minded, strong-willed, uh, and she liked uh, format and structure. Mm-hmm. So being a teacher, of course. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. great. Great to know a little bit about your background and your history. Now, this is not one of my questions, but I just have to throw it out there. Okay. Um, I had mentioned earlier that you're an actor. Yes. I remember I had heard some things about you being, you know, related or associated with ballers and just some other Correct. things. So yeah. tell me a little bit about, first of all, what you've been involved with, or maybe even before that, how you got into acting? How did that come about? Well, at the same time, um, my mom introduced me to a lot when I was younger, and one of the things was the arts and theater. Mm. So we, we can start there. You know, I, I did a lot of stage plays as a kid I developed this I guess a skit mentality mm. of creating my own skits and things of that nature and it's amazing how life throws a curveball moving forward after you know all these uh, different theater events and going to different cities and being a part of that you get into your older years get into a regular job and you have to go back to your gift yeah. does it make sense yeah. and during the time I was living in Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Shreveport, Louisiana is <laughs> a little bigger than Monroe, Louisiana, a couple of uh, hours away from Monroe. But during that time, I was working in politics. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And they were getting ready. Hollywood was making a shift of shooting a lot of movies in the South. Yeah. New Orleans, Treme. Mm-hmm. Um, it was another vampire movie that they were shooting, uh, a series during that time, mm-hmm. paid in full. They were was, was shooting, you know, a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were shooting uh, Great Debaters with Denzel Washington. Yeah, right. Yes. So I went out for just background work because I wasn't making any money in politics. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of down on my luck. So, and that's what started it, just background work. Background work is basically... Uh, you see the main actors, but you see the people sitting in the chair yeah. behind the main actors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like stand-ins, like stand-ins. Okay. Yeah. Like fill-ins because yeah. we're going to the stand-in. That's what I became okay. next. Okay. So a lady, they were getting ready to shoot a particular movie called Snitch in Shreveport mm-hmm. that was being funded out of their own pocket from Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. and Mark Wahlberg. And during this time, Dwayne Rock Johnson was shooting another movie called Journey to Mysterious Island 2. Yeah. So during that time, he was so busy, he needed a stand-in to be in places that he wasn't in. Mm -hmm. To shoot lighting, to go to the script with the cameraman and directors. Mm -hmm. So all he would have to do is come in and shoot the scene that was actually needed, but he needed a stand-in. So I didn't know what a stand-in was from, (laughs) you understand, from anything else. I went out for it as a regular job. And a lot of people took the, the guys that were there, i never forget. They were thinking of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so they're thinking of The Rock. A lot of guys showed up in tank tops, t-shirts, shorts. Yeah, I showed horses. up in a three-piece suit, Did and I you? took it as an interview. Really? Yes, I showed up. So I guess that goes into, you know, your appearance does yeah, matter. It, yeah, yeah, it matters. It makes mm-hmm. a difference. And the lady said, I remember you sitting behind... Uh, in the classroom in Great Debaters, and you had a unique look. I was like, okay, great. So I want you to be a stand-in. I was like, okay, whatever it is, I'll do it. Because <laughs> my thing is, I needed the money. Right, correct? let's get paid. I'm yeah. And um, before you know it, I came to work, and lo and behold, it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wow. Yeah, so that's how I got started with getting into the, the movie thing. And from there, just doing a good job. He hired me on as his personal stand-in, 
and one thing just led to the next. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, uh, we're all so proud of you, and I'm just excited whenever I can see your name in lights. It's yeah, like, yeah, thank I you. know him. He's from my hometown. Thank you. But what stood out most to me out of what you said was basically about the fact that you prepared. You took it seriously. You did something that everybody else didn't do. Hard work will trump talent any day of the week, and you proved it by what you stated. Thank you. Thank so, um, yeah, I'm really proud of that thank for you. you. Yeah. Okay, so let's move into the questions now. Again, of course, even standing in for The Rock, you could not have done that had you not had the physique, you know, and the I, ability to be in that position, right? So this is where the health comes in. You are definitely a life coach, but a fitness fitness, fitness trainer. Correct. And so how did you even get into that? When did fitness and health become a focus for you? For me. It mm-hmm. happened during that time. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I started as a stand-in, I smoked. Yes, I was a smoker. Mm. I was a drinker because mm. I was stressing. That's okay. the key word. Yeah. I was stressing because remember I told you my finances was was, yeah. was low. And if we be real about it, finances control a lot about your life. Yes, correct. They do. So mm-hmm. at this time, I got it because yeah, I, I looked great, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel great, mm-hmm. and there was no muscle around. There's nothing, <laughs> no muscle. I was <laughs> okay. definitely needing to get in shape and to get my life in order. So. Okay. The Rock was an outstanding guy during that time. He asked me a little bit about my life, and we can go back. I also did sports when I was younger, too, as well. So uh, would I be willing to exercise with his fitness trainer, mm. as well as learning how to eat to maintain it? Yeah. You know. So here it is, another, I guess you could call a skill or whatever. Yes, I agree. And from that, that started being healthy for me. And when I found out I couldn't run from here, uh, I mean, run from one standing spot to 10 steps without breathing hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't sleep well, I was smoking and drinking. So it was a couple of habits I needed to let go. Mm-hmm. So fitness allowed me to beat those habits mm-hmm. as well, okay. as well as learning how to get my life in order to at the same time. Yeah. So all this kind of gelled together at one time. Then following up with that, I would go visit my mom because this was in Shreveport. She was in Monroe mm-hmm. and she was having health issues. Yeah. So I was able to share some of the healthy tips and some of the fitness training, even though her, her level, she can you know, keep up with some of the fitness that was being shown to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was better to help her with getting better. Yeah. 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 So that's when it started. All of it hit at one time. Like It felt like a person getting in their vehicle and driving it straight into a building. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was hardcore. It was raw. Right. You know, an instant. Right. You know? And when something like that happens, you have to make a decision. You do? Yes. You do. Make a decision. Do I do this or do I run away from it? You know? Well, I'm a firm believer that nothing in life just happens. I really believe God orchestrates our steps. He allows things and people to come into our life. And I think about what you said, and I think about had you not even gotten into acting, would you even have had that opportunity to get into this fitness training with this gentleman? Right. I mean, right. you know? Right. I don't, to tell you the truth, as I look back on it, no. Right. So it's almost how things are just set up for design, yeah. you know, uh, how it all runs into each other, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, totally grateful that, that it happened that way and I just haven't turned back away from it. Yeah. You know, I know it works. But in order to maintain a job, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I needed to be able to gain 20 pounds in a short really? period. I had to gain 20 pounds in six months as well as put on some muscle. Yeah. And I was, I guess you can use this term, naturally a skinny kid. Mm. You remember, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, any fat on me, you know. Yeah. So it was very hard changing that lifestyle of being 
a smoker or a drinker and then to cut it cold turkey yeah. and then eat better food exercise get some sleep yeah. you know yeah. you know during that time i felt like you know you could stay awake as long as you want to you would be fine but not knowing that getting sleep makes a big difference it does yeah. it does well these days you can be found at uh, various local uh, exercise uh, facilities around the area. That's why I see you. Right. And every time I see you, I feel bad. Like, I need to get myself together. <laughs> right. Because, you know, the older we get, you know, we're at that age where we don't have any more time to lose. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we got to make everything count. That's and right. if you want longevity, health has got to be a priority, right? Correct. And so with that, uh, talk a little bit about, you've mentioned a little bit of it, but some of the physical and mental benefits of being healthy but also you're a vegetarian correct so that that's a big leap it's one that's thing to be healthy yeah. to me and another right. thing to be a vegetarian so talk about some of the benefits physical Wait, and mental okay great if they if they have time to listen because it breaks down so let's go back into it during that time of when i first got into health and fitness mm-hmm. um my diet or eating lifestyle consists of donuts fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, um, whatever restaurant was open at the time, yeah. cakes, candy, yes. sodas. You get what I'm saying? I, so I know it, what you're saying. Yes. I'm it. So, <laughs> uh, and then uh, learning to sit with a person that says, hey, real food works. So I wasn't a vegetarian straight off. Mm-hmm. I got into more of grilled and baked mm-hmm. meat, every vegetable, a rice, pasta, sweet potato instead of white potato, mm-hmm. you know, Things of that nature. So things that were a little more healthier. Did okay? you study it? I didn't study it. Okay. It was rushed to me. It, I was basically, uh, and the listeners are going to say, oh, he spoke. I was basically, uh, I had a, a chef see, doing it. See, all these world-renowned actors, right, they right. have I, chefs. Yeah, I had a chef doing that time. But you have people, including myself, yeah. if you show me a little bit, mm. You understand? Right. right. I will uh, learn a lot from it, if you make sense. So all I started doing was paying attention to the meals that they were giving me. And these meals were basically the same meal. So that's the boring part about it, (laughs) was it was the same breakfast, same lunch, Mm -hmm. same dinner. So it wasn't like I was eating here, eating at this restaurant or food that they cooked here, or they went out to get food. The chef prepared the same meal Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. you know, which took my body to a certain point. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, also, I had to eat a lot more food. If that mm. makes sense. So, the average person, I guess, during that time, most people, breakfast, maybe snack on something, eat a lunch, snack on something, dinner, done. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, my meals were breakfast, meal, another meal in two hours, lunch, another meal in two hours from that. Dinner, another meal to have. So I was eating about six or seven meals a day. Wow, no awesome. snacking. Yeah, so there was no chips, no dips, no... Um, chocolate, ca- no candy. No, no chocolate, no candy. It was all food. Mm. Your body develops from it, especially if it's good food, mm. to pack on the muscle. So this was the problem. I had a nice run with The Rock, and we did a lot of movies from The Fast and Furious to Pain and Gain to so G.I. Joe 2. So wait, you tell me if I look real close, I can see you. You can face. tell the difference. What? You can tell the difference. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Yeah, please life. do. Please <laughs> do. And you, you can tell the difference. So as it's standing on certain parts. So, um, but after that, I was considered overweight 
for some other roles that I want to be in. I stand at 6'3", yeah. it's 265 pounds, full muscle. Yeah. The average man is what, 5'11", mm. 145 pounds. So to get a role as um, a police officer that needs to run down the street, I'm a bit heavy for it. Right. So now I have to make a change. I gotta find ways to cut my weight, mm. you know? So now bodybuilding is out the door. I gotta get what? more fit. Yeah. I was and thinking lean. Lean. Yeah. So people, and this is a misconception that I help a lot of people with. When you look at a bodybuilder on stage, they're out of shape the most they've ever been in their life. When you see them on stage really? with all the muscles, yes. Right. Right? But the leaner they are, you understand, the less muscle, the more fit. Explain that. What do you mean? Why? The reason being because they're eating so much food for a look, gotcha. not because of just to live a great life. And that's why you see a lot of bodybuilders die at an early age. They stress their heart from the overeating, mm. lifting too heavy, you know, running too much or no running at all. Yeah. yeah. So it becomes very stressful. So now I had to find a way to recondition my body for some of the roles and to feel better. Mm. Now, what came with gaining all the weight? Inflammation in my joints. My joints hurt. Wow. My back hurt. Remember, I didn't sleep before. Yeah. I'm not sleeping now because of pain. I'm taking painkillers. I'm taking eight ibuprofen at one time. In the morning, eight ibuprofen at night. So now I have stomach issues. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So there has to be a change. Yeah. And I explain this with everybody, even with eating, um, you got to change it up. Because mm -hmm. like you said, we're not getting younger, we're getting older. older yeah. And sometimes, remember, my natural body was a skinny kid, mm -hmm. and I put on all this weight. Mm -hmm. So now my joints and muscles are saying, hey, what are you doing to me? Right. You're not 18 years old. Right. Okay. So as a joke, we were in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to see a holistic doctor as a joke mm -hmm. with my friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm hurting so bad. I've been to every doctor. Mm -hmm. They can't figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. One of my friends said, let's go see a holistic doctor. I went mm -hmm. to see a holistic doctor uh, downtown, and he explained to me, that a lot of meat that I was eating, because I'm going to explain one meal to you and then I'll circle back around. Mm -hmm. Let's use lunch. For lunch, I ate three hamburger patties, two big cupfuls of rice, half a cup of veggies, you know, and then my snack would be a grilled chicken breast. So a lot of that meat kind of stays in your system right. a long time, mm -hmm. which causes it to what? ruin in your body or spoil, I'll use yeah. the other word, rot yeah. inside of your stomach. Yeah. So anytime something is rotting inside yeah. and your body isn't digesting it, yeah. it causes what? Pus, yeah. inflammation, oh, and it travels all over your body. body. Yeah. So if you have any type of injury, and during that time I was weightlifting, mm -hmm. I'm tearing down my joints, I'm tearing down my muscles, where does the inflammation go? To the injury, and it sits there. So he explained, if I eat more vegetables, Cut back the meat, not stop eating meat, right, right. cut back the meat because mm -hmm. he knew what he was doing, I would feel better. So as a joke, I did it. I cut it back for one month, 30 days, uh -huh. just to see if it worked. I went from 265 to 235. Mm, in one month. In one month. Mm -hmm. Now, it scared me because you lose that weight that fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're just like, okay, I'm losing weight too fast. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my knees didn't hurt. Mm. My shoulders didn't hurt. And I slept like a rock, you know, <laughs> just constant, yeah. you know. And I was asking my friends during the time, are y'all poisoning me because I'm getting <laughs> sleep? Yeah. But also at the same time, 
my stomach, I was having stomach issues mm -hmm. from, I guess the ibuprofen was kind of rubbing my uh, intestines a bit raw. You know, mm -hmm. that's what it does. It started to heal. I started to feel a little better. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the list of doctor on my own to just ask some questions. Okay, what if I cut out all meat and eat more vegetables? What would happen? He said, well, you're on your journey. You'll feel even better. I said, but you have to explain to me what I have coming yeah. as, as a circumstance of me doing it. Yeah. And he said, why not just experience it? So that's how I got into becoming a vegetarian. Oh uh, and how do you feel? I, mean, I feel better. The, the, the mental part was a lot more clear. Now, let's go back into it. When I was eating more meat, uh, uh, foggy thoughts, mm. just, you know, uh, headaches, physically. Now, this is what happened. On meat, I was a bit stronger. When I came off the meat some, I lost a lot of strength, mm -hmm. but I lost weight. So the two mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Then eventually my strength got better. Yes. Mm -hmm. But as the body starts getting rid of the inflammation, you know, you're going to lose some things. Mm -hmm. But I, I started to think clear. No more headaches. And I slept. So that was the, that was the great part. So That's wonderful. I mean, yep. it just sounds like it is a remedy for so many things that so many people that I know of, even myself, are going through. Right. But here's the caveat. It is hard to give up meat when you live in Louisiana. Right. When you go visit a relative and they've already cooked for you before you get through the door. Right. And if you don't eat, you are offending them tremendously. Right. You know, right. how do you deal with that? You know, being from the South, living in Louisiana, how do you deal with holidays, parties, when you eat a certain way? You just mentioned it. Um, holidays come around, I bring my own containers of food that I cook Dude. myself. And when I first started doing that, they called me bougie. Right. They called me um, Hollywood. Oh, you're Hollywood. You're bougie. Yeah. Uh, you're too good for us. Yeah. You're too good to eat our food. Mm -hmm. And Dr. K, I'm going to tell you the truth. I said straight up, yes, I am too wow. good to eat the food because I remember what I came from. Yeah. And I explained to them. So that's how I do it. The main restaurants, I don't want to name any names. Yeah, okay. I, I have yet to eat at them here. Really? Mm -hmm. I've been home two and a half years, almost three years, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. I don't eat there. Wow. I cook my food. Yeah. Uh, when I first got home, I had it great because I brought a, a cook, a chef with me oh. to cook the food. But I'm like, you know. smile on his face. I, I can't see it, but it's a big smile on right. his face. Okay. <laughs> right. So I've learned to, uh, yeah. to cook some of the food myself. Okay. But I prepared myself. And that way I know what I'm getting. Yeah. So, it, it, but at first it was very hard because like you said, I came home and I realized Man, it's so many restaurants here from the sodium, mm. from the meat, uh, from the food fillers. Yes. You know, um, the starch unhealthy. is unhealthy. Yeah. And unconsciously living here, you eat it every single day, every day and you're unaware, but you ask yourself, why am I gaining weight? Yeah. Why is my back hurting? Right. Why is my head hurting? Yeah. You know, why am I sick? Yeah. You know, these are the reasons. Yeah. And uh, to knock on wood, uh, being a vegetarian, you know, I don't remember last time I caught a cold. I don't remember last time I've had a headache. Yeah. Don't remember last time that, that I really ate. And I still hit the weights pretty hard. I still, yeah. you know, run, jump. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it's definitely a benefit. Yeah. And being here in Louisiana, I'm really trying to show how this really works. Yeah. But the hard part about it is mm -hmm. whenever a person has been doing something for so long, change yes, it's yes, so yes. hard breaking but, those habits breaking those habits but if you give it time and it, with anything it takes time eventually 
um, it'll change, it'll happen. But I do bring my containers everywhere. Wow. You know? Well, I mean, you hit on my last question. If someone is considering making that change, you know, trying to become a vegetarian or a pescatarian or even vegan, just wanting to be healthy. Sometimes, you know, it's like we want to do it and then see a major change in our life within the, the end of the week. You know what I mean? Right. So, and we know that that's not going to always happen like that, that it takes time. But what steps should they be mindful of in order to be successful? To be successful at it, you need help. Mm. You can't do it alone. Gotcha. You cannot do it alone. Mm -hmm. That That's the problem. A lot of people approach it by themselves. I, I'm going to use a couple of scenarios and um, kind of paint a picture for, for those that are listening. Let's start with husband and wife. Mm -hmm. If both are not being healthy, mm -hmm. one will fail. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, however you look at it, single parent with kids, you know, is, you can start when they're kids. It's great. Mm -hmm. So you have to have someone as support. Find a trainer. Find there's nutritionist around, mm -hmm. you know. Read as much as you can. It's amazing how so many people are sharing so much information on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter of how to actually keep it up. And you have to be, the name of my uh, fitness, mm -hmm. consistency fitness, you have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have bad days, take it day by day, mm -hmm. you know, and really go at it 100%. It's food. So it should be fun, number one. Never get into a position where you're eating and you're just like, oh my God, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. Then you'll never do it. So you have to find ways that are fun and slowly, you know, unless you're that type of person that just gets a sledgehammer and just hit it and go for it. Yeah. But if you're not, just remove one thing. Mm -hmm. Remove another thing. Like and, and, sodas. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Sodas yeah. or whatever. You, you know, start small, you know, and work up from there and see how well you can take it. But I think that is the main thing. You need support. Just like in anything in our life, we need support in order to get better at it from a spiritual standpoint all the way down to yeah, yeah being healthier. Right. So, and there's so many programs, there are people, you know, starting from church, starting from, like I said, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all these different avenues, you know, that you have to, to help you with that. So, okay. So you mentioned consistency, fitness. Yes. If someone wanted to contact you, maybe they want to talk to you about being their personal trainer yes. or just some more things that you have to offer, how would they go about contacting you? They can contact me direct. They can call me at area code 318-529-9339. If I don't answer, leave me a message. Uh, they can either text me, that's fine with me, or they can email me. That's the best way. T-H-A-D-D -D, as in dog dog or Dan Dan at 13th at gmail.com. I'll say it again. T-H-A-D-D-A-13th at gmail.com. All right. Now I have to just mess with you as we get ready to end. I have to mess with you about your name. Everybody that knows you calls you Thad. Right. But the name Thaddeus. Yes. Sounds like a professor. <laughs> A world-renowned intellectual. Now, you know, of course you are. You have so many different things. But I want to get at the point of your name. How did your mom come about naming you that? Such a unique name. My mom was laying in her bed, and she was reading about the least known apostle in the Bible, oh. which is Thaddeus. Okay. okay. And come to find out, he was a, a servant. He served others. Oh, and, and you it, feel it, like that's what you're doing. And that's what I'm doing. I, I think oh. it lines up. Thaddeus. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So that's how she came up with my name. Wow. And uh, I hated it. Growing uh, up. I bet, yeah. yeah. So I had people to call me T or yeah. TP yeah. or Thad. Thad you know, yeah, but now I go by Thaddy. Thaddy is yeah, it's a strong name. Yeah, yes. it's a strong name. Unique name. Unique name. Yes, thank you yes, so yes. much, Dr. K. Thank you for being here today. Yes. I feel so enlightened. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hope our listeners have learned something, learned some information that they can, you know, uh, utilize themselves to better themselves and become healthier individuals. Yes. And so again, I want to thank you all for listening to Five Questions with Dr. K. Thank you for tuning in. And until this time again, next week, have a blessed day.